are the champion. The one that holds the line and finishes the mission. Everything that you want is within your grasp. You wake up in the morning ready to dominate the day. And every step taken is with purpose and integrity. Because you were not put on this planet to live a mediocre existence. You are here to conquer and make the biggest impact possible. Not only for yourself, but for your family and for your tribe. This world is a battlefield, but we will be victorious. This is the Norse mentality. What's up, guys? I hope that you are having a glorious day. Today, I'm in Iceland, sitting down with the man himself, Runar Harodi. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Runar. And <laughs> this I, is where you talk like, into the microphone. Does, does it be, uh, should I do like an Icelandic accent or is it... Uh, just... With Runar Rode. Yeah, you just sound Russian when you try. Yeah. <laughs> Runar Rode. Kermitson. So Runar is an ex-powerlifter, and by ex, I mean... Fairly recently, he retired. He competed for 14 years all over the world, won a bunch of titles because he's a strong little fucker. Then he sure. fucked around with Strongman for a little bit. Then he did boxing. And what are you doing now? Nothing. How does that feel? That's uh, a new a new feeling. I've never felt that in my entire life. I'm trying to get used to it. I'm trying to make myself know that it's okay is it fucking with you it is yeah how so feels like i'm slacking feels like i need to be somewhere feels like i'm being lazy how are you coping with that Uh, deep down i know all those things are not true um i'm trying to just enjoy i go up and down you know like emotion wise thinking it's not okay that it's okay i deserve to relax uh, I should pick myself up because I'm a lazy sack of shit. <laughs> like all those emotions go, but I know it's not true. So I don't know. It's a new feeling. I, w- I was actually doing a Q&A with Thor today. And he is at this at that same crossroads for the first time in his life as well. Really? So you guys are both experiencing it? Yeah. He felt like a bit unmotivated. He said, like, I need answers if I'm going to box. Like right now, or I'm just done. I just can't be in this like sort of in between kind of situation and emotion. So like, he's kind of like lacking purpose, um, motivation. You feel stagnant. Yes. Which is not something that you're used to. Never. I'm never. I haven't felt this ever. Because you've always been doing something. Because even before powerlifting, you did soccer, right? Yeah. And Soccer then, and volleyball. I was a national team in volleyball. See, I didn't even know that. We've known each other for a long time. Yeah, I don't really talk about that. Well, yeah, because it's kind of gay, but. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Well, I got picked, but I said no. Okay. Why'd you say no? Um, you didn't want to be a world-renowned volleyball player? I don't know. Strange reasons not uh, going to be aired on this podcast. <laughs> we'll move on. Yeah, we'll move on. Yeah. So you did volleyball, then soccer, and then powerlifting. Soccer for like 12 years, like almost my entire life. How did you fall in love with powerlifting? By the way, we don't call it fucking soccer. Only you guys football. do it. It's a football. You use a foot to kick it. You yeah, no, fucking throw it, it, so. it. We, I don't know why the fuck we call because it Because handball is already taken? I don't know. It's pretty much just fucking rugby, but rugby's cooler. American football is the dumbest fucking sport I've ever seen in my I life. I can't stand it. I'm sorry. I can't stand it's it. It's so boring. It's yeah. so stupid. I've tried watching it, yeah. it way back when, and it is... 
the most boring thing I've ever seen don't in my life. Don't you get life. hate from that, being American? I get a hate for a lot of shit because I don't like a lot of shit that Americans do. But yeah. either the, way. What was the question? I don't know. Powerlifting. 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 When did I get into it? Yeah. Why did you get into it? How did you get into it? So my brother, your good friend, Hazy, and my dad, they've always, always been strong. Um Always been doing like track and field or powerlifting or whatever. Always been strong. So I grew up around them being very big and strong. I did not get any of those jeans. You got your mom's jeans. Yeah. Petite. Yeah, which is not great for a guy. <laughs> in Iceland. <laughs> yeah, in Iceland, whenever, where everyone's big. So I, I just got into football, soccer, and uh, I was pretty good at that. Um, I broke my ankle like severely in a football game. And I didn't get, so it was like in the countryside. I went to see a doctor. He's like, oh, you sprained something. You don't really need any like crutches or anything. I was like, okay, great. But I can't walk. Like six, seven months pass. It was way worse than a sprain. Yes. You fucked your foot. Yes. Six, seven months go by. (laughs) And I'm pitching like to my, I'm just a kid. I'm pitching to my mom like, like now and then. And then my mom said like, you know what, Runar? Sometimes you just got to suck it up. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, am I being a fucking wimp? You being a bitch. Am I being a bitch? And I just toughed it out for a year. Got into the national team, the volleyball and shit. Then um, I was in Reykjavik one time. And I was like, I called the doctor's office and I, I wanted an x-ray. So I went in and they like came outside. I was like, are you Runa? I was like, yeah. Are you walking? Yeah. Uh, when did you get hurt? I was like, I don't know, like like a year and a half ago or something. Like the entire, what do you call it? Like this. Ankle? Like, yeah, but like the uh, the bump, like. The bone? Yeah, the bone, bone, I guess, the, whatever. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it, it just broke in half and was inside my ankle. Holy fuck. So I just called my mom like, you know what? You fucking, you know, <laughs> without saying it. My leg is fucking severely broken for like a year and a half. And knowing your Maybe, mom, she probably felt so bad. After I can't. That. I can't even. I can't talk about it like to this day. Without she, her getting upset. Yeah, she like she feels so ashamed. Brunar's mom, because no one listening to this knows that saint of a woman, but Absolutely. she is. She's the best. She is legitimately one of the nicest, most genuine moms. I, I didn't have a mom growing up. Yeah. So when I come here to Iceland, which is very often she's nice it's almost mom. like i have it's almost like i have a mom again yeah she's because, always like where's andy i was like i don't know call him see if he wants some food i'm like, I was already say every time i walk a, past the house a, he's a grown man he can eat yeah okay that's true but she fed me dinner last yeah. night <laughs> she did? Yeah. of course well so that happened and that was a long process i had two surgeries and stuff and then i was like Said to my brother, like, I'll give him respect. I said to my brother, I said, like, I want to do powerlifting. And he was very supportive, although I could see on him that it was like, well, you're going to do power? Okay. He had a lot of doubt. I could see it. But he wouldn't say it, of course. Of course, but I could see it. I, like, I was not born strong. Yeah. Like, Heise. Heise is the strongest man in, in the entire world. If no one could train, he's the strongest man There's in the There's a universe. joke about that in Iceland, right? Like, didn't someone ask Hafthor? Everyone knows. Yeah. If you ask everyone, anyone, if no one could train in the world, who would be the strongest person to love? Everyone's like, hey, <laughs> of course. He's the strongest <laughs> motherfucker ever. <laughs> so he got born with that. My 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 dad used to bench like 415 pounds or something back in, ni- in the 90s, raw. 
So I had nothing going for me strength-wise. And I was weighing, I don't know, like 120 pounds or something. Holy fuck. Yeah. And I started training in a prison where uh, we used to live. My uh, grandfather was a warden there for 30 plus years. And then my dad was, and my dad was a correction correctional officer yeah. yeah for two and a half decades or whatever my brother started working there as well and they had a gym there so i uh i'm not gonna name any names but one of my best friends today was my first coach and he's a convicted murderer i hung out with him the other night very nice man fantastic had a great person. night yeah fantastic person who's uh turned his life around astronomically he was my first coach and I had my first powerlifting meet maybe eight, I don't know, eight to 10 months after that, maybe close to a year, and I benched 60 kilograms <laughs> in a powerlifting meet, yeah. an official meet, which is, I don't know, what the fuck is that? Like a hundred, I don't know, not like, much at all. I don't even know if it's two plates. No, it's one. It's one plate. I mean, one plate, that's what I meant, yeah. Yeah, it's one plate. So you benched one plate in yeah. your first meet. yeah. So they gave me the name at that beat, Rodin, which means to be like this big, strong, vicious entity. I thought that was very cool. Fast forward a decade, <laughs> those motherfuckers are making fun of me. <laughs> but now that's your name. That's what everyone knows you as. That, that's become like a brand. Right, of People course. say like Runa, uh, Runa Rodin. Ah, yeah, yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, of course. I know right, so I know. for those of you wondering, I pronounced it wrong in the beginning of this podcast, but yeah. either way. But it's very hard, Icelandic. It is hard. Word, so. Icelandic in general is difficult. Yeah, so they gave me that name, and I was probably 16, 16 at that time. Okay, yeah. so you started like, yeah, so your entire life. So you just told this whole story, and it led up to you being 16. Yeah. That's crazy, because in my head, I was thinking you were like around your 20s. No. That's I'm insane. 16. Uh, that was 16, my first policy meet. Well, I want to I want to pause real quick and kind of like, for those of you listening, Runar was a 120-pound small man, small boy, and he, there was zero hope almost for him to do well in powerlifting. None. But you ended up excelling in it because you stuck with it and you put in the work and you continued to train and continue to compete. You didn't give up on this. You just fucking, you probably had to work harder than most people did. Everyone. It took me three years to bench 220 pounds. What did you end up benching like the end of your powerlifting career? I did a 440 bench in Las Vegas. Okay. The world championships. Yeah. So you went from being, barely being able to bench 135 to at your first To being the meet. lightest person in Iceland's history to bench 440. Right. And you have other records and stuff like world records right yeah i used to have teenage world records and junior world records they've all been broken now i sent them on a european competition in uh, um, eastbourne in the uk uh, they've all been broken now but i had teenage and junior world records yeah and yeah. i still have a fair amount of national records in i think like four or five weight classes still here that people think. still haven't broke and none of them have been broken in the minus 67 kilogram, in the minus 67, because it was so hard for me to gain weight throughout my like first years. 
So I was in the Mighty 67 for like six years. So I just totally finished that uh, uh, weight category. I became uh, the uh, the best lifter. If you don't know what uh, best lifter is in powerlifting, this when you have the highest amount of points out of everyone in the entire competition. I got that on a European competition. Only me and Magnus Ver Magnussen have done that in Iceland. Wow. Who is uh, the first four time four time world's strongest man. So there's a lot of cool shit that's amounted, you know, from this. But that being said, like fast forward sixteen to thirty when I retired, I've never gone downtown. I've never stayed up to like shooting the shit with someone. Um, like I was in a band that was kind of my job as well. Outside of that, never. I had no social life. It was just this, just proving a point. And people need to know as well, I wasn't in, there's like two federations in Iceland. One is under the Icelandic government and they get everything. They get all the help. They get sponsors and money and stuff like that. I had nothing. I just did it for myself. Just pride. What, where do you think that came from knowing at such a young age that you just needed to put your fucking head down and put in the work and kind of develop that identity for yourself? Because that's what that is. You were, you developed an identity at a very young age when most people wouldn't have to just put in the work. Don't focus on getting, getting ass and socializing and drinking and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that came from? I was kind of, or unfortunately put into that situation. Um, situations that I'm not really comfortable talk about yet. Right. Not publicly. So I was forced to grow up very quick. So at that time, when I was 16, 17, I was forced to, forced to be alone, actually. Yeah. Which I haven't talked to you all about um, ever. I don't really talk about it to anyone. So like my childhood was was fucking rough, man. Yeah. Absolutely fucking terrible. But with that being said, it it so, made you into who you are now. Yeah, I guess it's kind of fifty fifty, which way you end up. Like, are you gonna go and just be nobody, or are you gonna be somebody? I guess it's fifty fifty, and I guess I was just my brother. Like I said, was born with the physical aspects. I was born with very good mental aspects. I believe. So that being said, like being born with that and then being forced into being grown up very, very quickly and uh, way too quick for a kid, I think that made me into what I am now. I wouldn't change a thing. Of course. So I would say a bit of both. I was born very mentally strong and I was forced into being strong because there was absolutely no choice. So that very early on became a routine for me. Right. And it still is a routine. Like now I'm 30, turning 31 this year. And I have like old habits that I am that I need to break. Because like in my head, everything is a competition. In my head, everything needs to go a certain way or else I lose. Lose what? Like nothing. There's nothing fucking going on. So like, like when I haven't, I, I've never drank. I've never drank before. That was just not a part of anything. And then... I was getting married and Hasey had this fucking $5,000 whiskey he won somewhere and he wanted to celebrate and open up that whiskey to celebrate my uh, wedding. And I was 26, 
Yeah, you're about 26. Yeah, about 26. Uh, in my head, I was like, fucking no way, man. There's no chance I can be doing that shit. Then I fucking lost. And then I was like, my my brother's just being very loving and wants to do this for me, like Runar. Relax the fuck out. Have a fucking sip and enjoy because that's all right. You haven't lost anything. So I still have these, I don't know, it's compulsive. It's compulsive. Mental blocks, kind of. Mental blocks, yeah. So I still have things like that that uh, have probably been forced on me, which is probably good if you can control it. But I'm figuring out that I, I haven't been controlling it, you know. Right. So that's, I mean, it kind of seems like you've discovered a lot about yourself that you were completely unaware of for so long. Very recently. Past year. Past year. Yeah, for sure. I'm on a waiting list to go see a psychiatrist to talk about something, which is something I've never done. Yeah. That was just like a year ago. Right. I was like, okay, I think I need this. I think I'm ready. I'm just going to call. Yeah, there you go. Good. What am I talking about? I have no idea. What what are my problems? I have no idea. I just need to talk talk to someone. So like... The past year is something that has open, opened up my eyes to a lot of things in life. Do you think closing that chapter on powerlifting is what kind of allowed you to have that mental clarity where you were no longer tunnel vision on powerlifting and competing? You were just like, yeah, I need oh, to close never it. mind. This is, oh, there's like a whole bunch of shit I need to fucking work on that yeah. I've been avoiding. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because a year ago, I did not own this apartment um i did not settle i did not settle down in life like security wise for my family just a year ago it was just powerlifting and i guess i needed to set that aside besides like i've won every title in powerlifting and when i won the world championships in uh, vegas 2017 ac was with me and like i won it last lift ac comes running to me picks me up man fucking did it and there was nothing. I didn't feel a fucking thing. And then you hung on for a little bit longer. Yeah, I shouldn't have. Yeah, you should have just called it quits. Then. Yeah. You you accomplished everything you wanted to accomplish. Yeah, but like that was like the thing I, I had been seeking out for like 10 years. I was like, I can be, I can become world champion. Did it? Nothing. I was like, fuck. What now? There's Depression. Nothing. There's nothing. Yeah, Depression. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's what comes uh, next. Yeah, and then I fucking pushed on for like, four more years yeah which i shouldn't have it ruined it's like it ruined i i don't want to touch i don't want to touch weights i just don't want to touch weights yeah me and Rune are doing crossfit now yeah biking and (laughs) hiking and crossfit who would have fucking thought yeah me and you both man oh yeah so uh well i think there's something to be learned from that as well it's know when to call it quits like you kind of need to separate yourself from your ego because that's not always what's best for you you know like mm-hmm. you can be 100 in on something and that doesn't mean that it needs to be your entire life because competing in powerlifting or any sport for that matter isn't going to be a lifelong thing like you no, need to I'm be never. willing to close chapters when that time is right yeah and move on to something new and i mean yeah, yeah that was being an athlete was who you were but at the same time you do so many other things like mm-hmm. you're one of the best photographers in iceland and you have all these other passions and hobbies that you can pursue mm-hmm. so i think that's also good too is don't just put all your eggs in one basket like be an interesting person yeah i agree i agree develop numerous hobbies something mm-hmm. that i have always found extremely interesting about iceland 
is everyone in Iceland works out. Everyone in Iceland everyone, is yeah. focused on being better. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? So I actually, you know, the uh, I told you about this National Geographic uh, took DNA samples out of me, Asia Thor, some of the CrossFit athletes like Annie Thor's daughter and other people trying to figure out why, why the fuck we are so strong, and why we are so driven. Um, we had the DNA test back. Turns out our strength comes from our mothers. Our, really? strong, our strength gene comes from our mothers. There's absolutely nothing um, about the genes that we have, the DNA, DNA that we have. There's absolutely nothing different about it than from others. I think it's just a cultural thing that, like, it's fucking hard to live in Iceland, man. I was already saying, I've been to it's Iceland. so hard. Iceland is pretty much my second home at this point. I've been yeah. here so many damn times. And... I always think about that as we're driving around and I've been here during winter. I've experienced that whenever you're just driving in Iceland and you look around, you just know that it's hard to live here. I mean, you talk about this all the time. I can't imagine the original settlers <clears throat> of the island, you know, a thousand years ago that came here and they had to make hard. it work. Yeah. So it's been, Iceland's been established for, inhabited, I guess, for a thousand years now, right? Mm -hmm over a thousand years that so many generations that have had to really just fight to survive and it became part of the culture. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because the land developed the people. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you kind of see that with other countries as well. Like it's mostly Northern countries, Northern countries always have just a very hard type of person. Mm -hmm. And by hard, I mean like good, you know, like they're, they're ready for whatever comes their way. And then when you have like, say more Island, like Pacific Island and Southern islands and stuff like that, they're a lot more carefree. They don't really give a shit about anything, et cetera. Not everyone, of course there are, but here in Iceland, everyone is focused on being strong. Yeah. It is part of the national identity and yeah, it was 100% shaped by the environment and the land and all that stuff. 100%. I think that gets like scientifically integrated into our DNA. Yeah. Because like, come here and stay in Iceland. Come and stay for winter. Few weeks in, like, dude, it's so hard. Bro, when I was here for New Year's and we were driving back to Reykjavik from your hometown. I was tired then. <laughs> you were tired, but the wind was so bad that like you were white knuckling it, right? Like I knew I'm not going to talk for the next two hours because you when were just we were focused on driving. Right. Yes. And I remember we drove past these tourists. They had to pull over and I saw them crying in the car because they were so overwhelmed With by the weather. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so just let that sink in. Imagine yeah, yeah. driving guys and getting so overwhelmed just by wind. Mm -hmm. It wasn't snowing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was snow getting pushed around, mm -hmm. but it was just the wind was so bad that these tourists had to pull over and start, and they were crying because they were so overwhelmed. Yeah. Add that to it just always being dark. Like it gets to you, man. It's like six months. It's just dark. And if you work a regular job, you'll never see bright like daylight. Never. For half a year. How do you cope with that? Does it get to you? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It gets to me around, I'd say somewhere between like November and January. It gets to me. Yeah. 
That's why everyone in Iceland, I mean everyone that has any leftover money, some extra money, they fucking go somewhere. They used to go to Spain and stuff, You right? have to go. Yeah. You just have to go. Because it's just too much. It's just way too much. And the suicide rates go, they fucking skyrocket during November's December, man. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So, like, I think all of that is integrated into and molded us into being what we are. Like, like you said, everyone is trying to be strong right now or wants to get strong or just wants to break out of their way. I don't know really anyone that doesn't want to change. Do you think that's ever going to change as modern culture continues to kind of entwine itself with Iceland? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. You can see, it in, the, I, I you still, can see it in the younger kids. Can you? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. yeah. I still think that eventually, like, I still think they're going to be a more strong-minded you guys will be a strong-minded group of people mm-hmm. just because just because the culture changes the environment doesn't change no and i refuse to change my culture in my ways no. like i refuse like i'm i'm brought up a certain old school way i'll do that to my children as well the outside environment is changing uh that's why none of none, none of us in this household follow news i have no tv stations that have news on them i delete them there's no news um provider on my facebook i've blocked everyone um i don't see news i don't see politics i don't see all the bad shit it's just they've been like you're being fed this fucking negativity and misinformation that i just couldn't take it anymore it's been two years i don't know anything yeah, I just, I, like, that's how I am too. It's not that I don't give a fuck. Some might say it's ignorant, but it's better to know. It's better to be uninformed than misinformed. Right. So, yeah, especially when there's so much mis- misinformation going around that is 100% created just to control and to scare. Yeah. Whenever people are scared, that's when they become dependent on someone else. Yes, and I refuse to let that be myself, even though I have a, an amazing tight-knit group of people that I would not be able to do anything that I do in life without meaning friends, a close group of friends and family. Like, besides that, of course, it's not like I'm a fucking, like, some kind of lone ranger here. Like, no, everyone knows who you are around here. <laughs> you yeah, can't go anywhere without. Yeah, but, like, uh, it's just my close group of people make that impossible to be who I am, you know? Yeah, as I mean, I think more people need to realize that, that you that when you start to separate yourself from all this other bullshit that's going on in the world, your quality of life improves as a result. Absolutely. It, and it's because of the negativity. It is one, because we both kind of went down that road at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. once yeah. you just have enough of it and you say, I don't fucking need this and you cut out that negativity and you just focus on you, your friends, your group, your tribe, mm-hmm. Your quality of life dramatically improves. Absolutely. Because you're not being forced to fucking have negativity shoved down your throat all the time. And even still, we have to, we still see it, of course, because we have to be on social media, which is an unfortunate thing. But that's a tough thing as well. Of course. We're both the type of people that would rather just disconnect. But at the same time, it's not possible anymore. No, it's become a part of business, a part of lifestyle that. You just have to embrace. But you can treat it as that. You can treat it yeah. as a tool and not be used 
from it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I agree. Like, like when I started to get like known, it was it was awesome. You know, people know who I was a little bit more in Iceland. That was sick. You know, but that all changes after time. You, you stop know? giving a fuck anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And something that me and you talk about pretty often is just providing value and trying to inspire others. Yeah. Like at this point, I that's the I don't care if anyone knows who I am. I want them to maybe listen to what I have to say. That's why we have the podcast. Mm-hmm. And maybe my words, your words, the other people we bring onto the show, maybe that can inspire them to live life to its fullest to pursue their goals and not live this life of mediocrity that is what everyone else is doing yeah like it's almost you almost get a shame now or you're you're looked at poorly if you're actually pursuing big goals now i've noticed that you know you have a lot of people that try to talk you out of it yeah why would you want to do that why wouldn't i why would I not want to see what I'm capable of achieving? And I feel mm-hmm. like that's a new thing. I don't know because I haven't been around forever. Mm-hmm. But I see that more and more lately where people are always just trying to make sure everyone stays in their own little lane following a certain speed limit. And if you get out of that and you try to do your own thing, it's discouraged. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate, which is terrible, but it's a double-edged sword. There's not a there's not room for seven billion people like us. No, imagine if there were. So, say if you had seven billion people that wanted to be the best version of themselves, that wanted to help other people, that wanted to you know provide value to the world, to help nature, to preserve this world that we live in. Imagine if 7 billion people put their full effort into that. Yeah. I don't see how anything poor could happen. Like, I, I don't see the, the negative side no effects employees. of that. No one would want to be Well, that's employee. a difference because there's, there's a difference <laughs> between being an entrepreneur and just being a good worker. Not everyone is able to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, you know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people will try Yeah, and they will quickly find out that it is not the right thing for them they want to get honest, out, they want to get out of their nine to five finding out that is uh oh i just turned it into a 24 7 no but if you can find <laughs> like a job that has a purpose that you that aligns with your purpose and you can contribute to that mm-hmm. and as a result you change the world in like a small way imagine if seven billion people were doing that that would be amazing i don't think it's ever going to happen no it's never going to happen but ever. if more people can start going down that road to become the best. Because that's the thing. If you become the best version of yourself, then automatically everything around you improves. Absolutely. You start to influence your family, say even your parents, because unfortunately our parents, they're complacent. They grew up in a generation where complacency was really starting to be shoved down their throats. Yeah. And then that was the normality. It was normal. Right. But if they can see you doing good things and, just leveling up all the times yeah. it forces them to want to do it as well yeah but that's funny because i remember i remember i think about it so often it's like nine years ago eight or nine years ago i was in school finished school i graduated from whatever the fuck you guys call it i mix <laughs> i mix it all up high school college whatever the fuck it doesn't it matter is. you graduated from something yeah 
So I got like a degree and I just did that for my parents. I told them I don't I didn't want to do it. They said it would be so good for my future. Uh, I said I don't think so, but I'll just do it. I, I finished, got the degree. Uh, I started working some shitty fucking jobs. I worked on I've worked every job, every. And then like 9 8 9 years ago, around the time that I met my wife, I like told my parents like and that's when like social media is kicking in like full heart, like fully. I said to my mom and dad like so I got a degree that I didn't want for you guys. I go to a job that I fucking hate for extended period of time because it's the, the social norm. Yeah, just to pay some shit that I want to pay forever. I was like I just paused like are you kidding me? Is is this is this fucking life? Is this life? Is this it's, how you done it? Like I said to him, like I'm not going to school again. I'm not doing this job that I'm doing now. I quit fucking everything. I I like I don't like uh, it, it's stressing me the fuck out. If this is life, I don't want to fucking live it. Something inside you knew that it was wrong. Yeah, it's just I was just like I'm like I'm gonna become a public figure. I'm gonna become Roland. I'm gonna become like this. I like identity like this tattooed musician powerlifting photography whatever i'm just going to become a brand because this thing called social media allows me to do that for fucking free i'm just going to become a company they're like runa life ain't that simple i said like life for sure is that fucking simple you watch me man you fucking watch me go so that's the issue is that so many people have such low standards for what they can become that they always stay there for the rest of their life. And you were like, you you created this vision inside your head of who you wanted to become. Yeah, and like, is this it? And you started working towards that. Yeah. And then you probably improved upon that over the years as well. Like you hit certain milestones, you're like, no, I can do more. Absolutely, yeah. And then you, you continue to recreate this vision of yourself and you'll continue to do that because I did the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. You'll continue to recreate that vision because as you get older, you mature, you gain more life experiences, you meet new people, you admire these people and you're like, fuck, this person inspires me. Mm-hmm. I want to be more like them. So then you start modeling their characteristics without even realizing it yeah. and you're leveling up in the process. Yeah. But that's the thing is so many people get this mediocre idea of who they are, mostly because the people that they hang out with and what they're being told. Definitely the people that you hang out with. That is for sure right. Because around a year ago, I met this man that I started coaching very blindly, very randomly. I'm not going to say his name because he's a secretive person. He's extremely rich. And I'm extremely thankful for him just by being him. Um besides that he's done more for me than anyone has ever done for me in my entire life and I owe him my life but his outlook on life he's an entrepreneur like on the highest level um he showed me just that like to make your life better and just by he's like he says like people around you is the fucking thing like you're like you may have to make your group fucking close like small like your closest group small as fuck and like uh, quality of life is like my only goal right now. And that's through this guy who's was like, he's just got it. Cause he opened up your eyes to what's possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Po- what's possible. Yeah. Like, cause we don't realize it until we get around these people and you go, wait, fuck this, this is a person 
who's actually done it. They've done it. Why can't I do it? Yeah. And that's a matter of believing in yourself, of course. And they know that you can do it. Yeah. They absolutely know because they see themselves in you. Like so then I, that becomes kind of your mentor. Yeah. Yeah. He's that. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I've never told him because we're. You don't have to. I don't have to. Yeah. yeah. You guys both know that. Yeah. And uh, a year ago, I didn't see myself where I am right now. That's one year ago. But here's the thing too. You're not, you're not done. No. You're not done. We were talking we're about this earlier done. at yeah. the gym. Yeah. We're, we're like, we both have amazing lives. I would for not sure. change anything about it. No. Yeah. But I'm never going to press a pause button and say, this, this is, is as fine. good as this it gets. This is good. That's, that's not. Feet up. No, never. Doesn't work. I am learning to kind of press the pause button to relax and recharge instead of running myself into the ground. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I'm never going to become complacent on my quality of life now because there is no limit to it. And that's what people need to understand. There is no limit of what you can achieve. It's just a matter of believing in yourself and putting in the fucking work Mm -hmm. in order to get there. Mm -hmm. You can't just go, well, yeah, this is it. I'm I'm, I'm fine with this. Why would you ever do that? That doesn't make sense. But I guess that's normal. I don't know, man. But that's the thing is I, I know people and that's exactly how they want to be. And they're happy. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Like, as long as you're happy, I don't really don't give a shit. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah. Man. Like, if you are 100% happy with your life, cool. It's hard for me to grasp that idea, though, because I get depressed if I am not pursuing something. Mm-hmm. I get depressed if I'm not pursuing something big enough. Say, I'll set a goal. And then about a month in, I'll just go, I, I'm not feeling it. I'll still continue. I just kind of like ramp it up and I was like, I need to get this goal done so yeah, I can I move on to something that. bigger. Yeah. But I get depressed if the goal isn't big enough. And it's because something inside me is like, you could be doing more than this. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it is hard for me to kind of wrap my head around that where people just become complacent. And they're like, but no, it's a, this it's is a, it. It's a good point that you said that you need to learn how to pause it for like some moments and just enjoy because that's my newest and biggest hurdle. That's my new. That's my only only big hurdle right now is I went from powerlifting into boxing. Never boxed before, and I competed like a big fight a year into it. A few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, yeah, that went great. And uh, after that, day after, I just felt I just felt horrible mentally. I haven't felt so horrible mentally in years, and. Week after that, was not feeling it. Didn't want to train. Um, then I just woke up one morning and I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna, you know, put the cap on, on this boxing journey and like, and just realize that like, Runa, it's okay that like, okay, I finished work. Maybe I'll, let's say like, I'll finish work at two. I pick up my boys in two three hours. It's completely okay for me." to enjoy my life for those two or three hours. And that's completely okay, Runar. I don't feel like it's okay. If I come back here, go on my computer, relax a bit, relax a bit, go for a bike or uh, whatever it is. I've always felt like I'm fucking slouching, man. I'm, I'm not doing what I should be doing. What I've, someone like actually, they sent me a meme. It was one of my employees. He's going to be editing this video, actually, so he'll know. But he sent me this meme the other day, and it was like, oh, I really need to relax. And then the next one was, 
how do I relax while being productive at the same time? <laughs> and that's, I think about that yeah. nonstop. Like every, uh, every weekend when I don't have Genevieve or even when I have Genevieve or at night or whatever, I'm like, okay, how can I kind of shut down, recharge, but at the same time be productive? And maybe that's something there. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing because no, the thing is I do channel. recharge, I do relax but it's all things that are moving me forward still. Say if it's meditation or if it's yoga or writing, reading, those are all ways to shut down, but I'm still moving forward at the same time or hiking, biking. Like you said, Mm -hmm. we both have gotten into mountain biking lately. Mm -hmm. We're still physically active. We're still improving, but at the same time, we're not on that constant grind like we had been for so long, running ourselves into the ground, reaching rock bottom because our battery burns out mm-hmm. and then we kind of lose our shit for a second and then we have to rebuild mm-hmm. and now we're both starting to figure out it's like no i can get five hours of just really good work done and then i can still kind of just relax but then still yeah. be productive at the same time mm-hmm. you don't have to sit down and turn on the fucking tv and watch it for eight hours yeah you can still be productive yeah. while recharging the best example is me and you go on a trip for two days yeah we so drive we, we drive even, fucking we haven't even talked about that yet yeah we? we drove for the first day we drove for 12 hours yeah we photograph and we hike and we walk and we drive we swim in the fucking glacier lagoon everything like that so we're working we're getting footage we're getting whatever it is but we're disconnected from our normal lives so that is a perfect example and just to kind of go in reverse this past weekend, me and Runar left on Friday around noon. We went towards eastern side of Iceland. We did, we did some hiking, some camping. And the entire time, we were getting content for Norse. And we actually put together a vlog. If you guys want to go watch it on YouTube, go and do that. It's kind of like a collaboration of everything that we did. But either way, we were still being productive, but we were recharging at the same time. Mm-hmm. We were – and I know – I mean – the reason that me and you are such good friends for numerous reasons, but one of them is because we can both just shut the fuck up and be okay with that. Yes. And we can just sit because we both are clearing our heads. Yeah. We're, we're going through shit because mm-hmm. it's always go, go, go. Yeah. Well, whenever we're able to detach and go out into nature and go on a hike or whatever it is, or even driving, which driving in Iceland is like a vacation on its own yeah. just because of the scenery. Mm-hmm. But either way, we're able to work through shit that has maybe been bothering us or in silence in silence. And that's okay. Yeah. And then we'll bust each other's balls and make fun of each other or whatever. Yeah. 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 Maybe like share some ideas and whatever, but then we could just sit and drive and just look, listen to music and just, I don't know. Yeah. It's a good point. That's the thing though, is you can be productive while also recharging because if you don't recharge you're not going to be able to continue moving forward at full speed you're going to be at fucking 50 percent. then you're at 20 percent. then you're going to reach zero and there is no then you have to fucking put all this effort into getting back to 100 Mm percent. you can stay between 75 to 100 percent capacity at all times Mm -hmm. and that's something that i'm starting to realize when and that's just having enough self-awareness to be like hey with me it's mental I can physically, I can run myself into the ground and it's whatever, but mentally, when I start catching myself just sliding mentally, maybe my patience is not there anymore, depression, whatever it is, anxiety, when I catch that stuff coming back, it's like, hey, you need to chill the fuck out. You need to take a step back, detach. I, I have to detach from people. Yeah, That's the only way that I can like recenter myself. And I guess that's the word I'm looking for. You need to learn 
how to recenter. And that looks different for everybody. But I that, haven't learned that. It doesn't come on which, but that's the main thing is during the past year, like you said, yeah, you've, I'm learning, yeah. you've gained so much self-awareness about yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what it all boils down to is having enough self-awareness of your internal state yeah. that you know when you need to kind of pump the brakes a little bit yeah. to recharge. That way you can continue pursuing these goals that you have. Very right. Yeah, that's very true. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Norse Mentality. This podcast is a byproduct of Norse Fitness. We make clothing, fitness accessories, supplements, and other tools to help you reach your true potential. You can check it out at norsefitness.co. And if you found this episode beneficial, please share it with a friend. That way we can continue to make a bigger impact and change the world. Thank you for your support. We'll talk to you soon.